Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Finding Your Soul and Success. Leaders sharing their inspirational wisdom. With the one woman leading the conversation today here, Kathy Gardarin. Hey, Kathy. Hi. Welcome, everyone. You know, we want to tell more stories about wisdom in business and finding your soul. And today, I have a wonderful guest Uh, Paul David Walker is here. He's a senior advisor to CEOs, and he helps them and their teams find their natural genius to help invent their futures, grow their businesses, improve leadership, create high-performance teams, and build and focus their strategy execution. Paul, first of all, welcome. Well, thank you. And you've been doing this for 35 years? Yes, 35 years. Wow. Tell us more. Well, um, when I went to England, which is where I was born, just to find my roots and stuff, mm-hmm. I, got, I got a job working in as a production inventory control. And my boss got ill, never returned, and somebody from the board of directors and came to me and said, look, you're in charge now. Uh, just make it work. I was uh, about 21 and a half at the time. So. Wow, so young. Yeah. yeah. But I'd been helping my father with his uh, business you know, prior to that. So mm-hmm. I got some lessons from Dad on how to run an apple orchard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Okay. It's a little different than running a... Yeah. As a company similar to Stanley Tools, we dropped forage you know, wrenches out of steel. Oh. In Sheffield, it's, which at the time was a steel town. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how I got here. Goodness. Well, I know that you have a couple of really interesting stories, and I think you wanted to start talking about Don Ross. Yeah, I do. Tell me about that. Well, Don Ross was the chairman and CEO of New York Life, and I was working with him for, oh, I don't know, about a year and a half, helping him change the culture from country club to high performance. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Believe me, uh, I could have sat down with any of the EVPs uh-huh. and discussed the Red Sox or the New York Yankees for hours and it wouldn't bother them. Once we finished, they didn't have time for that kind of thing. They were too busy. <laughs> too busy. But the story I want to tell. Yes. So uh, uh, around 85, he started instructing his investment people and now new york life had about 20 billion dollars under investment and so he said anything in the market just just not all at once just gradually take it out and of course you may remember in 1987 the market lost half its value and new york life had no investments in the stock market none by that time Mm -hmm. and (laughs) So I, I couldn't resist. You know, I'm a leadership consultant. I sat down and I said, Don, yeah. how did you know? No, yeah. Nobody knew about this in, in 87, if you were around. Yeah. Nobody knew it was coming. How did you know? And he said, well, Paul, I've learned to know the difference between my true intuition and my wild and crazy hopes and my dark fears. If you're going to be a leader and you want to be ahead of the curve... You have to have strong intuition, and you have to make sure it's your true intuition. It has a certain feeling, and I've 
learned that feeling over the years. Mm. So that that's a great story. And, yeah, and and how fortunate for him as well. Yeah, well, yeah. he's he was a great man. Yeah, or, and or, we all need to pay attention to our intuition, and yeah. it's always right. At least I know for myself, that's true. If I really check in with my gut, it's yeah, it, it works. Yeah. yeah, and there's a certain feeling that yeah. you know it's true, and then other kinds of feelings that's fooling you. So you got to learn yeah. the difference. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so. What's one of your juicier stories? Actually, which which one was difficult for you? Which where was like the hardest challenge? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so, one of our CEOs who we worked with over the years, and actually he was the CEO of Enron, you know, prior to the, all the oh yes horrible disasters. My and um, the whole story there, but um, so he became CEO. Uh, of a very large railroad company whose name I won't mention, one of the biggest. And as soon as he became CEO, the stock went up 20% because the market knew him. They knew how good he was. But all the railroad people didn't want anything to do with this guy who had no experience running a railroad. Mm. And so it was a bit of a, a war. Uh, which I was in the middle of because I was his coach and his mentor. Sure. And so these guys are rough characters, railroad uh-huh. people. <laughs> they are not gentlemen at all. Uh-huh. And so I was, you know, working with each of the key ringleaders and um, finally got through to them. And and uh, I don't know what I said. I, I said something, you know, do you want the railroad to work or not? Because right now we have tribal warfare going on. Yeah. And that's not going to work. He says, you know, you're right. You're right. Okay. I'll back off. Good. <laughs> so, so did he just treat the staff differently then? or what? Well, he, was, he worked for the CEO, who was our yeah. client. And, yeah, he, he just started. It took a lot of coaching because he didn't always know what to do. He's used to brutalizing people. Yeah, yeah. So that was rough. I mean, but it was very successful. Sure. But you got somebody who's used to brutalizing people, and uh, yeah. they don't know how to lead otherwise. Yeah, and it just doesn't work otherwise right. like that. Mm. And the reason it worked so well is my client, the c- CEO, yeah. there was no room for him to back out, so he had to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I, I, it is... Always difficult because you want to be where people are. You want to get where they are and then start there. But yeah. it's not always an, an easy road. Nope. Yeah, I've had a few employees, too, that were difficult. Yeah. Not quite that way. So tell me a little bit about the Ann Klein story. That's interesting to me. Oh, Ann Klein. Um, well, I arrived after about a month after Ann Klein died. And so the investors put this, you know, Harvard guy in in charge, who who used to work was a big leader at Connecticut, Connecticut Can. Again, not the fashion leader. Oh, <laughs> right. Seems like I inherit all these guys. Yeah. 
And um, why are you attracting all these people? To I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's another another show. Yes, right. <laughs> but uh, so I remember him. I was just working with him. He was a really smart guy. So you got to listen. You got to learn the business, and there's no no way around it because yeah. Yeah. the fashion business is very uh, tight knit and all of that. And so he did. We got one of the designers uh, to mentor him, and uh, then they uh, came up with this new line uh, called Ancline Two. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that. All right, and that was yeah. a launch, so I was involved. I wasn't involved in the fashion part of the launch, but yeah. just in, in you know, thinking about it. And uh, the person who was the other fashion designer, lead fashion designer, was Donna Karen. Oh, yes. Who started her own company at, yeah. our, at our encouragement. She was at Ancline first? She was. Yeah, uh, because I really followed her, and I love her clothes and things. Yeah, yeah but she was limited. She had to stay within the Ancline uh, brand and she don't like that and yeah. so you know same thing you know start your own business build your own brand and she did and she was very successful yes yeah and she's a very nice person too oh yeah I, i've read a lot of things about her and um i have friends that know her well so. ah good well, yeah. she's she's a great lady yeah did a great job and uh so this is the juiciest one that's a lot of fun I've been to a lot of fashion shows, all that. Yeah. I, I did a team building <laughs> with their fashion consultants at all the retail stores, and they're all like models. Oh. And my wife insisted on joining me <laughs> in that team building. Oh, I bet. There were 65 of them. And Yikes. The, okay. They were all uh, that so, type, if you will. <laughs> yeah. So how, what do you feel is the... The one thing that you always tell every CEO, like what, what do you think is the one thing that they all have to hear? Well, it, it depends on timing, but for a CEO's new, I say, what got you here won't keep you here. Oh. Right? Yeah. Because you're not competing with all the guys you just beat to get this job. Yeah. You're leading them now, so you're going to have to build bridges with them. You're going to have to get them to follow you. And uh, for a CEO who's been around a while, yeah. I look at the financials. Um, I think of one that stood out, you know, the CEO had been telling me, yeah, sales are growing and it's really a great deal and we just need some help with the team. And so I looked at his sales were growing, absolutely. But the margin was shrinking by a quarter oh. every year. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. I said, pretty soon that those two lines are going to cross, and that's not a good thing. And uh, so that's the kind of thing I I do when I help them notice these things. Now, I can't fix it. No. Right. But no, but you have to, in order to have any kind of success, you've got to understand what the problem is. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And especially when the CEO is hiding it from himself. Well, he's in denial. Yeah. Right. Boy, self-awareness, we all need that. Yeah. 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 Especially when there's a problem, you know. Mm. So, yeah. So what about this whole thing about the best of both? Tell me about that story. Ah, okay. So um, our consulting firm, and I was a manager of the account, was working with Chemical Bank. Oh, okay. And Chemical Bank was very successful. Mm -hmm. Industrial Bank. 
not a lot of overhead, lots of profit. So they decided to buy a retail bank, which was Chase, Chase Manhattan. Wow. Okay. And um, I don't think I knew that. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they decided to adopt the Chase name because it's you know chemical bank. That's not going to sell in Paris and Europe. Right. And right. Chase, their brand was good. Sure. They weren't still making, is. <laughs> it still is. Yeah. But they weren't making a lot of money at the time. Oh, okay. So they were you know focused on you know art. The 13th floor at oh. Chase has original art. I mean, Picasso's, all oh, of that. And wow. of course, the, you know, the, yeah. the family loved art. And uh, Citibank was eating them alive. I mm. mean, Citibank was all about transactions, transactions, transactions. And, you know, they had to, they had to shift. So best of both, we're merging two cultures. Yes. This is my way of getting the chase people actually to be more financially accountable without saying that right okay. and chase had the better brand oh. in the marketplace right. so that was the foundation of it and then we took each of those brands you know the good brand and the chemical brand what their strengths were and combined them to create the best of both and, you know, a lot of detail involved and a lot of discussions. Yeah. Is this really a strength or, you know. Yeah. And so. Did they agree with you? And did they, you know, what was some of the struggles with that? Well, each side wanted to be right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. that's a common thing. <laughs> yeah. Very common. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I don't know how to say this humbly. I'm very persuasive. I think that's great. That's <laughs> I've never had that's additive to your job. This is good. Yeah, well, you know, these a lot of powerful people and they'll try to get their way and Yeah. Um honestly, I've never had anybody really push back. Really? And because I confront them on things, you know, okay. that this, this is not working. So. Huh. But um and I tell them what's working too. Yeah, I think that's important. Oh, yeah. 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 But what I want them to do is whatever's working, I want them to expand it. Because they don't right. always know what their nat- what I call their natural genius is. Yes, yes, yeah. You know, and there's usually three things. I'll give you mine. Okay. So as a consultant, my my first thing I go to is kindness. Right. Always been kind. Oh, it's so important. Always, always, right. Second thing is pattern recognition. I can see if A is happening, B is going to happen. I can see the whole chain of events. Explain that a little bit more by pattern, when you see their pattern. Well, everything works in patterns. Your, the economy goes up, it goes down. Uh, a brand, when it goes into the marketplace, has to go up, but it'll get old and it'll go down. Um, someone who tends to be abusive eventually oh. is, is going to have a, rev, a, a revolt. I had you know, one of my other clients, this guy apparently treated his people really badly so we're doing a team building and uh he says well i gotta go and i says we're doing a team building he says well i gotta go on the earnings call i I can't miss that i said oh okay great earnings call fine we'll just stop and when you come he said no just carry on uh he was resisting that (laughs) you know the old quote whatever you resist persists oh yeah and this persisted so (laughs) he hadn't got too far down the hall when the the, you know it was the top 10 executives i was working with yeah 
jumped me and said, well, you got to do something about him. We're going to, we're going to resign. We're all looking for work. He's a jackass and he treats us poorly. And, you know, I said, oh, really? Okay. I wasn't in on the agenda, but uh, we'll deal with it. So I waited for him out in the hall. Oh, wow. And when he came back from his earning call, I related the whole story to him and said, look, if you lose these, even half of these, it was a semiconductor company. So these engineers is all in their head and they walk, you you fall. And, (laughs) and he knew that. And I said, so I'll coach you through it, but you got to treat them differently. And, and when you get in there, I want you to say, I'm going to have Paul help me change my leadership style. Wow. And, and and so how did the employees respond to that? Well, a little skeptical, you know, but, when he just stood up there and said, I realized I've been wrong, my approach has been wrong, and it won't change overnight, but I'm having Paul help me. Uh-huh. Okay, so the end of the story is, so I worked for the CEO of the overall company, and this guy was the president of one of the divisions. And so the, the CEO said, you know, I think we ought to fire this guy. Uh-huh. And, and I said, well... Um, let me just interview his people and see where he's at, and that'll give you a yay or a nay. Because mm-hmm. I'd interviewed them before, prior to this thing I just discussed. So. Sure. Well, after interviewing, it turned out if he were fired, they'd all quit because he changed his stripes. Wow. And they loved him now. Isn't that interesting <laughs> that it would be such a shift? That's yeah, well, it took three or four months. But, oh, yeah, no. But, but, uh, wow. So, you know. I went back to the CEO. I said, well, you know, I know you don't like him, but if you fire him, his team's going to walk. Well, yeah, well, there you go. I think that's amazing. Well, we're going to talk more about this, but uh, right now we're going to take a short commercial break. And just a reminder that our host, Kathy Gardarian, has a book out called Feet to the Fire, Finding My Soul and Success, and it's something special. In this transformational memoir, Kathy shares her inspiring stories about how she found her own soul while climbing the corporate ladder. Relying on open-hearted love as her primary motivational tool, Kathy defied the traditional male business structure to become founder and CEO of her own company, Qualys International, a multi-million dollar sales and distribution company with clients like Home Depot and 7-Eleven. Within these pages, Kathy emboldens readers to bravely hold their own feet to the fire while giving them the tools necessary to achieve deep, meaningful change in the midst of discomfort. With humility, humor, wisdom, and warmth, Kathy offers an alternative path to prosperity using feminine principles that will empower women everywhere. As Deepak Chopra put it, feet to the fire is for anyone interested in true success. Using her own story as an example, Kathy offers useful, accessible tools for transformation, combining business with self-awareness. Simply visit feettothefires.com. That's feettothefires, plural, dot com. Well, welcome back. And I will add, it yes. is a great book. I've read it myself. It's wonderful. You should buy one. Oh, thank you so much. It was um, very healing for me to actually disclose the things that I learned, and that's why I just want to share along with everyone else that's in the same position I was in. Yeah. Yeah. And 
you know, and business is relationship. So as you well know, yeah. And so therefore, it's always finding that way in because you never really know where anyone's at. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it sounds like uh, you, if they, as you say, you very persuasive. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, that it is. must mean you're reading them pretty well. Yeah, and yeah. I listen no. and like. One of the first things I do is I have them find their natural genius. We talked about mine. Yes. The first is kindness. The second is pattern recognition or innovation would be another way to say it. Yeah. And and the last is I'm always inspiring people to exceed their own expectations. Yeah. I've always done that. I have a friend who used to play the piano, and then I said, you ought to do a record, and he did, and he, it was successful. Wonderful. And so... um. That's one of the first things I want to do with my clients is have them tell me their life story, the highs, yeah. the lows, and every, not everything in between, but the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. And from that, we can distill their, what I call their natural genius. Yes. Where they've been successful and it just came easy, like an athlete in the zone. Right. And they can also find now what things they need to avoid and or hire somebody to handle that aspect handle that. of the business. It's true, because we're really not good at everything. No. But, but bringing forth, as you say, our genius and what our strengths are is really where you, if you just, any CEO should just shore up around any place that he's weak. And therefore, yeah. you, you're just going to do a better job. That's all. Yeah, because if, if it's not a natural gift, strength, you're never going to be a a genius at it. Right. right. So right. figure out what you're naturally good at and, and build your team around that. Yeah. Build your life around that, for that matter. I know. And I know for me, I had so many different kinds of people to deal with um, across the country because sure. I was doing the Home Depot and there was a lot of different managers and stores and everyone had such a different personality. And you you really had to find out, like, what is the best way to deal you almost know how to move forward or backwards whatever you had to do mm-hmm. to make it work and that strength is is actually really good if you can get good at that yeah you know just allowing yeah. people to be who they are absolutely you know and the old unconditional love you know the way they are and the way they're not right so what are some of your highs and lows M- my highs mm-hmm. um well i'm pretty happy most of the time yes um, been my experience <laughs> of you i had a wonderful childhood you know growing up on an apple orchard and wow you know we had a river in the back and a creek and you know i was <laughs> i was robin hood and my brothers were the merry men so <laughs> okay i learned business as a young man so yeah. um i guess my biggest highs are, are not really in business you know i'm a yeah. writer Yes, and and uh, and a wonderful poet, by the yes, way. Yes, I have four yeah. books of poetry, and wonderful. And and the moment of insight, I think, is always a high. There's always something rattling around in my head that I need to express or write about. Yeah, and when I get it completely, exactly the way I want it. Yeah, there's that moment. I mean, that's moment of expression. It's tears will often come to my eyes. Just yes, it's yeah. like yeah, that's. That's what I want That to means say. it really does move you because that, yeah. 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 So that's where they come in. You, you know, I've had a lot of business success, I think. Our consulting firm, which I was a partner in, 
became known as the McKinsey of Leadership. Really? And that was our goal. How wonderful. That was our goal. We wanted yeah. to be the McKinsey of Leadership, and, and, and we were. We were the go-to setting. You know, we had, when we sold it, we had 132 consultants around the world. Wow. And we I trained no them, idea. We trained them all. Um, so how did you get to that place where there were so many? Well, you know, that's a lot. You have to get there when you're closing a lot of business. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, it's okay. Well, you just close Starkist Food, Paul. We yeah, better hire some new consultants, and we got to train wow. them between now and when you get started. So wow, okay. So we used to tra- train them on the job, right? There'd yeah. always be two of us. One would be the senior person, the other would be a support. So yeah, the support person didn't have to do a lot in the beginning, but. After every meeting, I would say, so what did you see went well? How could we be more effective? And what are your thoughts? And that's how I taught them rather than okay. in the classroom. And then I'd have one of the junior guys with me when we were doing a strategic offsite. Didn't have him do much. Had him do a few things. No. But he was learning, you know, how to get the group to focus on what's important. Okay. And to listen to each okay. other and, you know, to come up with actions. Hmm. So that's, so, that was fun. Well, we, we just had a blast every well, every think, year when we. Yeah, that's a lot of. Uh, were they te- really employees of yours or were oh, they full time? Full time. Full time. Oh boy, my hats off to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of. Employees yeah, it's like herding cats. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, there was a moment, you know, when when we hit 132 million, and yeah, you know, we took everyone every year when we hit our goals, we took everyone and their families. To Hawaii or some beautiful place for like a, for a week. Wow! And that 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 was a party. That was yeah. a party. And that yeah. year when we hit 132 and we had a lot of recognition, it was it was fun. So then everybody was really inspired, obviously. Oh yeah. And, and so did they pretty much do what you, uh, you know, the way you did the work, or what did you find different between everyone? The process was the same for everyone. Really? But each person was a different person. Sure. And so our process is an insight learning process where people will tell stories about themselves when they succeeded, when they failed, and it would be around some business issue, of course. Mm-hmm. And so they, uh, they just learned about themselves in the process. Yeah. And, but the process we insisted on because we knew it worked. Yes. You know, like one of the first things we would do after just general introductions is a section called Be Here Now. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. And a lot of the consultants are, I don't know, that's too airy-fairy for me. I'm not going to do that. And I, oh, yes, you are. Because you want them to listen to each other. (laughs) You're going to do strategic planning. Be present. Be present. Yeah. And uh, so we were very insistent on the process because we knew it worked. Sure. Every now and then we changed it, you know, tweaked it. Yeah. But, but they all, we also wanted them to be themselves, be who they are, as they led the process. I see. So their personal stories were different depending. They were actual stories from their life. Sure. Around accountability. And they were all different. You know. All different, yeah. Sure, yeah. So I, I didn't know that about you. So oh. I'm really amazed because I never had a huge staff, although we did a lot of volume. Um, I I found um, it a little more difficult to deal with all the different personalities. So I, yeah. I I know it takes a lot. So 
good for you. That's that's a really. Yeah. It also empowers people, you know. And yeah. the best thing I would do is sort of sense the energy when I was with somebody, a, a new person, somebody different to deal with, mm. and um, and then you would just sort of know what you had to do. But I didn't need them <laughs> to do. I, I mean, I didn't have them copy me like you were doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And but so, we would, when we hired people, yeah. we made mistakes, you know, we had to get rid of them. But we finally decided, let's have them tell the stories about themselves they would be telling when they lead the strategic offsites. Ah, right. And Because they we, have to share themselves. They have to share well. themselves. Sure. So we get to see who they are, how deep they were, how, how reflective they were, you know. Yeah. And, and it worked like a charm, man. By the end of the couple of days... With 10 candidates, we knew who the two were. We were going to hire. There's no doubt in our mind. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Quite a process. And how long did you do that? Uh, 20 years. 20 years with that. Wow. Yeah. So I um, left just before they sold the company. I wasn't an owner. I was a partner. But oh, okay. I just, I didn't want to go work for a big consulting firm. Sure. No. Although we were pretty big at the time, but uh, even, yes. even bigger consulting Indeed. Firm. Yeah. Indeed. What is this story about nine hundred million to two billion? Oh, what is um, recent client? Uh, yeah, I worked with the CEO. He, I don't know how it happened. You know, I was meeting with him, trying to sell him on some leadership consulting, and he said, "Well, well Paul, you know, what if I offer you stock options and you just get on board with us and help us run this thing?" <laughs> and I said. Uh, how many stock options? <laughs> right. Well, it was a lot. And uh, so they were around 850, something like that, mm-hmm. uh, million. And so I joined the team. You know, I was the CEO's coach. And, uh, and then I coached each of the business leaders, like one of the stories I told you was yes. one of the businesses within that. Ah, uh, okay. And um, but that's a big jump in revenue. Yeah, and the stock went from fourteen dollars a share to one hundred and thirty-two. Wow! Before the market crashed in eighty-seven. <laughs> wow! But and then we grew the business. Yeah, but see, but that just added to your knowledge about things, knowledge and wisdom. Oh yeah, I yes. would get a call from the FCC. You know, every wow. little letter from them. Do you know these people? Do you interact with these people? Is there <laughs> insider trading going? Because our oh, right. stock was going up. up wow, up. it's amazing. And I, you know, I helped. Um, frame the story we told to the analysts you worked with the cfo and the ceo mm-hmm. and you know they knew the numbers but i'd help them kind of yeah. <laughs> be more persuasive <laughs> let's put it that way oh okay yeah. um so what keeps you up at night now uh-huh. is there anything that really bothers you <laughs> no i mean anything that would bother me is you know i'm always worried about getting new clients and yeah you know but it's not really a big deal I, not much bothers me anymore mm-hmm. i'm 74 and yeah. i have a good life you have a good life yeah I'm financially so stable solid you know but, well that's what everyone wants certainly yeah um so what's one of the takeaways that you want our listeners to take away everything okay. you've learned. <laughs> the most important thing is we can only create what we can conceive. Yeah. Right. 
So a number, you know, X margins or X profits come because of what the business you've conceived and created. So sitting there conceiving the number, like the stock goes up $50, yeah. that's not going to move the market. Right. What's going to move the market is this picture you have of the business going forward. Yeah. And that's when your stock's going to go up. So whatever you're doing in your life, have this compelling picture of that outcome that you want. Mm-hmm. And let that guide you and lead you and build your passion and drive you. To do the things you need to do to get there. Yeah, it really is important. You know, my story about the Dalai Lama is when he told me, the way you create your reality is you never think about what you don't want, and you put your energy into the pool of consciousness that you want to see. Yep. Act like it's already happened. Yep. And actually, he said that's how you create your own reality. So I agree. I totally, and I did that in my life as well. Yeah, I know. And it really did. What a great. It's it's. Really the only thing, too. And I'm glad you shared that with yeah. our listeners, too. That's great. Yeah. So what is, because it's hard to ask a poet, but <laughs> what is one of your favorite quotations and why? Okay. My favorite quote is, it's not my own, but okay. it's John O'Donohue's. Oh, love his. him. Yeah. I would love to live like a river flows, surprised by its own unfolding. Lovely, yeah. yeah. He's such a great, great poet and a great person, and we miss him. That's yeah, for sure. I do too. For sure. When I was young, we used to do canoe trips, so I really have a oh. feeling of the flowing of the river and yeah. how every day, you know, you travel you know, all day, the topography would change, yeah. the environment would change as you get closer, you know, to Lake Michigan. Sure. And uh, once you spent two weeks just floating down a river and dealing with storms and tornadoes and everything else. Yeah. You feel like a giant. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. And nature is so, so important con- yeah, yeah. to keep getting it. Just connected with it in yeah. deep, deep, deep sense. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. So tell me, um, how can people reach you? Ah, okay. Um, they could email me at uh, pauldavidwalker.com at geniusstone.com Paul David Walker at geniusstone.com or send me an email to paul at paul David Walker I'd recommend just doing that and then I can guide you into some other things that you might be able to do to get yeah. to know me better yeah just give me a call yeah you have such Aren't a rich you? history and, and so many wonderful stories of true success wow Wonderful, and and you didn't lose your soul, so that's no, our whole I got thing. Deeper and deeper into <laughs> deeper my soul deeper. the whole time. <laughs> so, yeah. well, thank you so much for coming. I so enjoyed having you, and I want you to come back again sometime okay. soon. Right. So, I'd love to do that. Thank great. you for having me. It's been yes. a pleasure. Well, thank you all for listening, and I look forward to more discussions about how you do not have to lose your soul in business. Well, there you have it. Another great example of why you get a tune each and every time. Finding your soul and success, it really can happen. As Kathy talks with her friends, 
cohorts and leaders sharing their inspirational wisdom. Right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. Streaming live from the Cove here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. 